Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones, and this is episode 105 of the Photography Side Hustle podcast. So I was told my intro on last week's episode, number 104, sounded like a bad Sylvester Stallone impersonation. I listened to it, and I do agree I did sound a little bit like that. But in my defence, my allergies were dialed up to 11 all last week, and I really struggled to do that recording. It took a lot of work. So hopefully this week I'm back to my regular old man with a British accent impersonation. Okay, so I have received another voice message. This one is from Christopher in California. Let's give that a listen. Hey, Andy, this is Christopher from California. Love the podcast. So I'm just getting back into freelancing after taking a long break. Right now I want to specialize in marathons or running events. I've already done a few this year, nothing too big. Races with maybe a thousand people at most. And I'm hoping to land six to 10 races a year while offering portraits and commercial photography for small businesses in my area. I'm just looking to make about one to two thousand dollars a year since this is just my side hustle. I'm in the process of making my own website and I'm currently contacting local running events in my area. So, what should my website look like? Should my website have large photo galleries from races and offer to sell high-res photos to the participants? Or should I just have a portfolio with my rates for covering uh, these events? So far, I've been hired by other photographers that do all editing themselves. And I've also been hired by events and they handle hosting all the images from the races on their own websites. Great. Thanks, Christopher. So, He wants to shoot six to 10 marathons or running events a year that have up to 1,000 competitors. Plus, he wants to offer portraits and commercial shoots to local businesses. The end goal is to make 1,000 to 2,000 a year, which isn't an awful lot of money. I would think 1,000 a month is more doable. So the first thing you need to do in this situation is take control and make it as simple as possible. Christopher said that he'd been hired by other photographers, event organisers that post the images on their own website, and some organisers that want him to post the photos. Being hired by another photographer is okay, but they are using your skills to make profit for themselves. If you weren't good enough, they wouldn't hire you. So don't think that you need to work for someone else. You don't. Event organisers that post your images on their website are using you to make profits for their organisation. But there is a better way for that organisation to make even more money. The best way for you to make good profits is to be in control and post the photos on your own website. So how do you get these organisations and clubs and teams or whoever you're working for to give up control of selling the photos themselves? The simplest way is to offer them a share of the profits, offering them 25% of the profits or 15% of the gross income. Most clubs and organizations don't make much money from posting event photos on their own website. This is because they are trying to sell plain vanilla photos, just straight photos. Now, as for working for other photographers, unless you are working as a second shooter to gain experience, I wouldn't. If you can learn how to make your own products in Photoshop, you can step over your competition quite easily. When an organization or club is deciding which photographer to hire and your competition only takes photos for sale, 
your products with event branding will win every time. So this is the point at which you need to decide what products you're going to sell. When I was shooting events, I offered the following. An 8x10 photo, an 8x10 photo with text and a logo, an 8x10 magazine cover, and posters. And I think I stuck with just two sizes, uh, 16x20 and 24x36, a great big one. The reason I offered 8x10 prints is that I used to use a Shinko 8x10 printer at events. If you are selling after the event, the photos that I listed there can be any size, apart from the magazine cover, because magazine covers are 8x10. Hardly anyone, when I was at events, bought just a plain vanilla photo, just a straight photo. They always wanted the event logo or their club logo or whatever it was. So if in Christopher's position, he's going to have the logo of the organization that runs the marathon or the running event. You even put a date on it and the competitor's name. The biggest sellers for me were always magazine covers. But that was when I was shooting kid sports and pet sports. Adult runners in his situation would probably want just the text and the logo option. Hey, I just want to interrupt for a second to let you know about the sponsor of this episode. As a wedding photographer, your workflow can make or break your business. And let's be honest, sometimes it feels like there just aren't enough hours in the day to get everything done. That's why we're excited to introduce Batch.ai the photo editing assistant that keeps you in creative control of your photos while providing an affordable, flexible and fast alternative regardless of where you are in your photography business. With the perfect balance between AI and human creativity, say goodbye to cutty-cutter presets that don't reflect your style. Edit up to 1,000 photos in just one minute with image-to-image fine-tuned adjustments in their Lightroom plugin or get an incredible 72-hour turnaround on culling, editing, retouching and tool work across your wedding galleries from their human-based editing platform, The Editors. Personal edits based on your style every time. Visit batch.ai today and create your free account. Okay, let's get on with the podcast. When you approach organizers of an event, and they see all the options that you offer that they can't offer on their own, they will be more than willing to let you do the selling. At this point, they aren't just hiring a photographer, they are improving the image of their organization with your branded products. Okay, so how do you present what you shoot on your website? Now, Christopher said he also wants to offer portraits and commercial work to local businesses. So in his case, he needs to keep the events and the commercial work separate. On the same website, that's okay, it's not too much of a problem, but in separate sections. For the events section, you need a portfolio and galleries that allow customers to choose what they want to buy and be able to pay for it at the same time. In the portraits and the commercial section, you need a portfolio and your business rates, your hourly rate or your day rate, whatever it is, the way you charge. When you send a potential customer to your website, make sure you send them to the correct section. If they're a local business, send them to that section for the commercial work. They need information about your commercial photography, not next month's marathon. It's really important. You can't just send them to a generic page. It needs to be part of your website just for them. So how much money could Christopher make shooting running events that have a thousand competitors? Well, he said he wants to earn a thousand to two thousand dollars a year, and that isn't very much. If he sold to only 5% of the competitors and there was a 1,000 competitors and he made $50 for each one, 
just on average, it would take $2,500. That's 50 sales at $50 each. I think if your products are good enough, you would make way more sales than 50 of them. It could be way higher. I know when I did, well, I'm going back to what I did here, but when I did figure skating events and no one else was offering what I offered, it was just photographs on a CD at the time. And I went in doing these magazine covers and like everything was custom. And we had a lineup from 8.30 in the morning when the first kid went on the ice and she came off. I worked solid from 8.30 in the morning till 10 at night. And we had a 30-minute break in between just to go and stand outside and get a bit of fresh air. It was ridiculous. This was back in, oh, I can't remember, 2007, I guess. 2000, yeah, 2000, no, 2006, actually. And it was ridiculous. And because I was offering something that the other photographers that used to cover these events weren't offering, I was just inundated. It was absolutely ridiculous. And back then, I was up around $2,500 in a day just with minimal staff. You know, it was crazy. So whether you work with another photographer or you shoot the event for a flat fee for the organization, you are spending the same amount of time shooting at the event. That's the same amount of time as you would if you were in total control of selling all the images after the event. So your actual time at the event is exactly the same. You'll spend more time after putting packages together, but that's a good thing. So take control of the whole process because that's where the money is. You should be the one hiring a second shooter and making more profit. It's really not that complicated. You just need to set your stall out and go for it. Okay, that's it for this episode. If you need help with anything, you can find me in the Facebook group or through Facebook Messenger. I'll be back next week. Talk to you soon. Bye.